This is the Merrickville Catch-Up Podcast. Make sure you never miss a thing. Download the Merrickville Catch-Up from the Triple M app. Where am I? Welcome to... Merrickville. Great to have your company, Sydney. Justin Hamilton's back in the house. Good to have you here, Hamo. Mate, and I am wrapped to be here because I've just discovered something new, working on it for a while now, and uh, the results are in, and it's fantastic. Uh, ice magic straight into the little bucket of ice cream. Like, don't put it in a bowl, just put it straight in. That's brilliant. You're cutting yeah. out the middleman. Yeah, look, it's, it's, it's time for us all to turn around Australia and say, hey, bowl, what are you doing? Right. What's the bowl? What are you doing here, mate? We don't need you anymore. You know what, Spoon, you're on. You are being put on notice. I could just fork this. Like. I could fork this right up. <laughs> this Well, since I live alone, that is on the cards. <laughs> when you start eating something with a butter knife, you go, oh. When oh. you catch your reflection. Oh. oh. Shouldn't oh. have used that for my Tinder profile. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Hamilton with me this afternoon. We're going to tell you what Vegemite Blend 17 is. Oh. It's Blend 17. It's Vegemite. It's right. It's not Vegemite. Oh, oh, it's just okay. after Blend 16. Yeah, what happened to the other blends? Mate. Not good enough. Ha- 17 goes. How blend- would you feel if you were Blends 11? Like you even had the coolest name and you just <laughs> were probably the one that tasted too much like Cheesy Mite. Exactly. We'll get to that very shortly. <laughs> Justin Hamilton with me this afternoon. You know, uh, if I was in 21 Jump Street and I was trying to infiltrate a, a high school and be an undercover cop, they would always bust me by saying, do you like saxophone in a song? And I'd go, yeah. And they'd go, that guy's in his 40s. <laughs> Oh, I'm out of here again. <laughs> just the idea, though, that like you could be an old guy and try to infiltrate a school just sounds so bad. Like, right. you know, in the 80s, it's like, hey, we've got this idea. We're like dudes who are too old yeah. infiltrate a school where yeah. there's like yeah. young kids. That's a great idea. Who's backing this one? Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein's behind the bar. Fantastic. He's a great guy. Let's yeah. do this. What are we going to call it? 21 Jump Street. Great. Let's do that. Mm. Now you do that. Oh, oh, yeah. You go on a watch list <laughs> right away. <laughs> Unless, of course, you've got uh, powerful Hollywood friends, and then you don't. Uh, <laughs> Not as much these days. But anyway. It's Wednesday, and that's hump day, and a lot of people like to have a drink on a Wednesday because they can't get through the week. I understand right. that. I understand that dilemma. But sometimes you've got to be careful. You're drinking now. Well, absolutely. Yeah. It's Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to try and get through this week right. without having a drink. Not this conversation. No, no. <laughs> I'm going to break the back of this conversation with a drink. Merrick, it's the first break of the show, not the last. Excuse me just a moment. This is, get it in, get it in, buddy. You'll be oh, right, mate. God. You'll be right. Bailey's and Perno, what a good mix. <laughs> yeah, I, what a delicious mix. I did look at you yeah. weirdly, but I thought he knows oh. what he's doing. It's his show. It's his town. Yeah, that's, that's a bad type of cowboy. I'm not sure what it is. It's like, it's oh, like, no. it's like it's we don't need cow- to come up with okay, a name for it now. No, no, can let's, I have call a... it, let's call it a rusty cowboy. Okay. Oh, dear. <laughs> all right. Oh. Let's get back on track. So we all know that sometimes when we've had a few drinks, we shoot our mouths off and we make promises. And, oh, yeah. Okay, we say things uh, that we, at the time, we kind of mean with about 75% intent. Uh, yeah, and I reckon 100% sincerity because in that moment, mm. there is no repercussions that uh, time moves forward and yep. there will be another moment after this where it's just not going to work out for you. Yeah, mm. and sometimes people uh, will agree to loan money or right. agree to lend things or if you're my wife, you'll invite total strangers to our wedding. Um, <laughs> really? Oh, just people. Just go, oh, do you work in the mailroom at my work? You should come to our wedding. Best know you're getting married. Okay, there we go. All right. There's some randoms. I uh, hope that uh, helped with the mail, though. Yeah, <laughs> it did. And for the subsequent six weeks, my wife was working there. Ah, Liam, come on. Little flanagan behind the panel here. He's got an interesting story. Yeah, so no, this happened to uh, my cousin. He's getting married next year, and okay. he has um, very kindly invited me to be a part of the wedding. No merit, not to stand on top of the cake. Oh, but okay. Yeah, wow. Just thought I'd beat good, you to the punch there. Good work, Liam. That was that was that was months of working with Pre-empty. this guy. Yeah. That was good because <laughs> I could feel you coiling yeah. like a snake, Merrick. I thought he yep. is going down. This yeah. is like that moment where Yoda realizes Luke is ready. <laughs> You know what I mean? Get your own ship out. That's yeah. what I say. <laughs> Get, Get, out, Get it out, Liam. So, no, I've been invited to be a groomsman oh, in yeah. his wedding. Sorry. And yeah. what happened over the weekend is that they went down to Melbourne for, for a birthday party down there. And my cousin's wife-to-be got reasonably well hydrated and invited another friend to be a bridesmaid oh. in the bridal party. So uh, has made a piss promise to a mate. She's woken up on the Sunday and just thought, oh, no, drinker's regret. 
I've yeah. made a promise that I have to go through on. And obviously yeah. the new friend she's invited to be a part of the bridal party is over the moon. She's fantastic. Right. She wants to know the dress details. Right. Everything. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and now we're stuck with lopsided bridal parties. Yeah, so uh, that's, and that's a hard one to get out of because somebody has to get some bad news there. You just have to call off the wedding. Uh, <laughs> I would just create a real problem. I'd talk about there was this big falling uh, out and there's all this drama. Ammo. And then you put it on in another year's time and you say, well, we lost so much money on the deposit, we've had to cut that by one. And it's fine. <laughs> no. You just go the long route. You don't think that's a little bit immature? I mean, the mature thing to do is to just fake your own death and leave the country. Right. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that is the only sensible way. It's a homicide, suicide pact. Uh, whatever. Get, Create a SPAC story. Move yep. to New Zealand. Yep. Get a new bridal party. Start again. Get a little stuck on moustache and put it on so you walk <laughs> yeah. through customs. I'm Mr. Incognito. Who's going to go looking for you in New Zealand? I mean, fair It right. seems so close, but no one's going to go there looking for you. That's right. That. Yo, just go to Bondi and say you're from New Zealand. Like, exactly. that, that, like get the best of both worlds. <laughs> exactly. You've got, you've got political cachet, you've yeah. got a great film industry, yeah. and you've got Bondi. Exactly. And you yeah. can meet John Paulson on occasion, maybe, yeah. if you're with, lucky. With or your little moustache. Yeah, this has gone somewhere I wasn't expecting. Hammer, you would have made some piss promises. Oh, yeah. But nothing really major. Like, just, you know, I want to catch up. Or, <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> that, that sounds fantastic. Sure, I'll co-host we, we won't start a family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that... Oh. <laughs> Well, so so close, so close to uh, so many conversations that I was uh, convinced were on right the now, low down. So many people, male and female, have gone. Oh yes, that promise. Yeah, yeah. This Do guy not nearly make a baby. But okay. but when I'm when I'm in the middle of a conversation, I'm having a nice time with mm. someone. There is a lot of sincerity involved. But then there's that moment when you realise that uh, you know. You just like your own company a little bit too much to mingle with the rest of the world. Is there anything wrong with that, officer? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. Looks like I'm back on the watch list. And uh... <laughs> I want to have the phones. One triple three five three Sydney. What piss promises have you made when you've had a few? Yeah. And you've just gone. Oh, you know what? This feels right in the moment. What I'm just done? going to promise it. Well, only two weeks ago. <laughs> um, it's almost like you did research for the, the for the topic. Well, no, it's just like I've got heaps of them. But um, <laughs> I do it, like if I'm drinking, I make promises. Yeah. And I feel really good about it when I do it because I feel good when I drink. So right. that's the problem. Right. So I feel good, and I and I want to help people. I'm one of those people. I, I'm, I like to feel like I'm helpful and generous. Right. Yeah. Anyway, this mate of mine. We're having chat, and we'd had a few. And uh, I was, he's one, he had to sell his motorbike. And I said, mate, borrow mine. Borrow one of mine. I've got two. I'm a fully qualified bogan. I've got one. Yep. You can ride the other one. And he goes, you sure? And I said, yeah, mate. And he goes, you're not just saying this because you're pissed, don't you? Mate, I'm not that sort of bike. Right. <laughs> and he goes, you're exactly that sort of bike. And I went, well, not now. No. Not now. Not this time. I'm in a good mood. I'm having a great, but I'm a great, I'm, I'm a great, it's a Saturday. This, this is 100% Merrick. This is 100%. You can definitely... <laughs> Take my motorcycle, long term, no money, just ride it. Next day I ring up, can't take it, not insured. <laughs> Go get insurance for you, forget it, shut it down, shut it down. One triple three five three. give us a call with your piss promises. Men, women, whatever you've done, I want to hear the stories. But when you made that promise, then going, oh God, said like a good idea at the time. Joined this afternoon by Justin Hamilton. And I'm not going to lie, Hamo. Yeah. I'm a little bit shocked. We actually checked with our producer <laughs> to see whether or not the phones were broken. Right. What's happened? Because I would normally expect like a mountain of calls. Because I asked you on 13353 right. when you've made a pissed promise. When you've had a few drinks and you've made a promise. And then later on, you've had to back down from that promise because you realize that you made it when you're pissed. Right. And I just went, God, that is going to, that's just, prepare for the deluge. Right. This is our demo. I felt like we were talking to the peeps, like direct. I just went, this will just go nuts. I've got a good gut feeling about this. How can we not? It's our wheelhouse. This is what we right. do. No, no calls. So Not I, one. No, got Ian. Thank Christ oh, for Ian. Ian. <laughs> Ian, you bloody uh, legend. Thank you for being yeah, here. Maybe, uh, what's, maybe, what's happened to Triple M that we don't have drinkers anymore? Where's that gone? I think I'm the only listener today, boys. Everyone's too busy on the M5 by the sounds of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another part of it. It's, that's right in our wheelhouse as well. Mate, you've made a promise uh, that you not followed through or had to follow through with. Well, I, I'll tell you the story first. I had a skin fall, and me and a mate went and saw uh, Weird Al at the Enmore, and I made the promise that if we met him, I'd get his autograph tattooed somewhere on me. Oh, great! Wow, Weird Al Yankovic is the name. Yankovic is one of those names <laughs> synonymous with tattooing, isn't it? Yeah. And, and little I'm... to 
did I know my mate knew exactly where to go to meet him after the concert? Oh, oh God, I hope he didn't know where to put the tattoo as well. Oh. <laughs> like, straight on the back, straight up the King's Cross, got it tattooed in, done. So you've got it? <laughs> I got it. Why would you do that? I mean, look, if... if I mean, if it was Slash or if it was... Uh, <laughs> no, but it's, it's a guy that's obviously even, played Slash in a film clip. It's well, weird how you mentioned that. I've actually got Flash as well, but that's another story. <laughs> yeah, right. but that's what I'm saying. That's okay, Ian. But it's weird how you're giving. I'm a big fan of his. I'm a big fan of his comedy. When I say a big fan, I mean moderate right. at best. But he, he did write Eat It. Like he took out <laughs> B and turned it into Eat It, which was well, comedy gold at the time. Yeah. Well, the, all right. the funniest thing was that Weird Al Yankovic actually turned me turned around to me when I told him what I was doing and called me stupid. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well. And he was guess what? <laughs> His dip, he was right. You oh <laughs> went through with it, Ian, and that's braver Mate. than me. Uh, let's get to. Ta- I was lying about no calls. Got a few coming through oh, now. There got, we go. I Tammy, it was the phones. Yeah, it was breaking. Tammy in Liverpool. Hi, Tammy. Yeah, really good. All right, you've made a, a piss promise. Yes, I made a um, piss promise um, at a uh, barbecue my husband was having with his workmate. Oh God! And, um, this I actually had only met this this lady about two or three times. I was trying to be really over friendly, you know, um, win her over, and um, I said that I would um, lend her my breast pump to help her with her her <laughs> lactation. Um, okay. and, Okay. Tammy, I decided to get out my breast pump and actually show her. Oh, <laughs> yes. Tammy, bingo! At the barbecue, you are so, a great person to have a barbecue with. That should be stated because yeah, anybody so, goes. Not only will I lend it to you, I'll demonstrate. Yeah, and did she yeah, need a breast so pump? I, I gave a full demonstration, and I can say that she did not borrow it. No, <laughs> no, you know why, Tammy? Because she was 65 years of age. <laughs> and unless you're going to be pumping no. out prune juice, there's not going to be. Oh, dear. I'll just have dust, then. I'll just have dust. Oh, oh, dust. Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's funny, Tammy. That's, oh, God. Well, of all the things you could promise when you've had a few drinks, a breast pump. I would never um, promise mine. Well, no. No, but your breast pump's a different variety. <laughs> uh, Tom in Illawong. Hello, mate. How you going, guys? Very good. All right. You made a piss promise. Oh, man, it was the worst, but it was the best. Okay, so my wife was pregnant, and she told me how she wasn't going to drink, and I said, well, that's easy. She goes, you couldn't do it. I said, oh, I bet you I can. I'll do it for a year. Oh, you were drunk and, at the time. Uh, yeah, a little. And then I said, it'd be that easy. I bet you I could even run a marathon. Oh, oh God. Tom. Like, it was like you thought, oh, I don't think I'll be in pain enough. How can I yeah. double this? Uh, I did it and lost 30 kilograms in one year. Oh, oh, right. So well, who's winning yeah. now, Tom? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I'm back drinking again, so it's all good. Oh. Yeah, but have you put the weight back on? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is this Gus Warland? <laughs> oh, hang on. Some kids in the background. Oh. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my daughter who uh, my wife was pregnant with. Oh, well, say hello, Tom. It's great to see the All youngsters right, listening hello, in. Hello, Naomi. Hello. Hi, Naomi. <laughs> Weird. Does, yeah. Does she have any stories? <laughs> oh, man, like, not, not for your ears. Oh, right. All right. All right. <laughs> Fair, jeez. All right, thanks very much. I think we'll leave it there. Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. From Melbourne's mean streets. You could say this was the murder we missed. A story you'll have to hear to believe. He said he was a 200-year-old vampire. Why was Shane Chantra's abbot gunned down before giving evidence? Two men shot him down. It's a mystery within a mystery within a mystery. Listen now to this untold true crime story from Adam Shand. The Trials of the Vampire at podcast1.com.au or download the app. Vegemite has just launched. It's it's just launched Blend 17. It's amazing when you hear that song, you instantly remember in black and white. (laughs) 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 Do I mean that advert so ingrained? Uh, Suddenly I remember that moment and I'm in black and white. But uh... isn't it funny? One of the most successful campaigns for Vegemite was actually uh, 
recognizing the that old ad yeah. in a new ad. Remember that? That's that was, right. And yeah. now that ad is entirely retro. Right. So when I heard that, I actually thought of the second retro ad, not the first retro ad. Right. I'm so confused now. Imagine it has so many levels. Imagine in 30 years' time, it'll be the inception of Vegemite ads. I can't do it. The okay. further you go, the less saliva you have left in your face. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love Vegemite. I've got to be honest. When I put it on the toast... It's almost like I've put another piece of toast on top. That's how thick I have it. Oh. I love it. Okay. In my family, yeah, I love it. Love Vegemite. Always yeah. have a jar of Vegemite. Yeah. My kids don't like it. What's wrong with them? Don't know. Not my children, clearly. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> uh, you always know the mother. And mum, <laughs> mum doesn't really like the Vegemite. Why? She'll put a little bit on it. No, you don't put a little no, bit. No, put a lot on it. Like, That's put all of it. salty black weird stuff is. Oh, it is so tasty. You know, there is nothing better than having an American friend over who mistakes it for Nutella when they've had a little jazz cigarette and oh. see that look on their face when they take that first mouthful. Because I just let it happen. And it's great. Yeah. <laughs> and I love how Americans try to describe it. And they go, it's salty. And we go, yeah, we know that part. Yeah. And and then they've, they run out of descriptive words yeah. for it. Because it is. It's just black salt. But it's yeah. the best black salt. Yeah. So anyway, Vegemite Blend 17. It's... Uh, Obviously, they've just seen the enormous success of Nescafe's Blend 43 and just right. gone, let's produce of that. Yeah, but it's, it, like, it's got less numbers, so it must mean it's heaps better. Uh, the jar is going to retail for $7 compared to $3 for the original. It's basically like a black label kind of, you know, penthouse kind of vibe, but for but, Vegemite. But what's it, what, what's it going to be? Like, like how can it be more Vegemite? Like it can't, like it can only be less, can't it? Who was looking for a more refined version of Vegemite? Like who was, who's eating Vegemite and just going, if only this had some sort of premium quality to it. Right. No one. Like if only I had to reach higher <laughs> to get it down from the top <laughs> shelf, Vegemite. Okay. I don't know about this. Well, apparently it's uh, sweeter and richer. And the name of the spread, uh, Blend 17, originated in 1923 when Vegemite's inventor, Cyril Callister, Cyril Callister, who, quite frankly, a name like that would probably be put on a watch list nowadays. Uh, <laughs> he sounds like a Superman villain. Yeah. Cyril Callister, you're not right. Uh, he came up with a spread and he tried several uh, different blends right. to find the perfect balance for Vegemite. Right. And that's where Blend 17 came from. Right. So, I don't I wonder know what's it's a bit like the fish that John West rejected. I don't know. Yeah, right. I don't. Yeah, like what are the other sixteen like? Well, that's it. Do you know what I mean? And how They're many more bin. were there? Is this is this going to be like a? Are they just going to keep rolling them out? I don't know if I want my Vegemite to be sweeter well, either. This this comes across as, uh, and I love Vegemite as well, Hamo. Mate, but what? this this is this this seems like it's for wankers. Oh, this, oh, oh then I'm yeah. buying. Then I'm <laughs> buying a jar. I wasn't right. going to buy a jar, but no, now you said this that. Seems like now. I'm getting a jar of Blend 17 because I'm a bit special. You and I need to. <laughs> this is exactly who it's for. Oh, my God. Is it for the people like me? Merrick Watts, if, if for nobody who's seen it, Merrick Watts' desk, right. he's got salt flakes. Oh, he does. And he's got manuka honey. Oh, yeah. he's he got all that top shelf sort of condiment type Wait stuff. A hey, this I'm, a, I'm a princess Vegemite, and I know how to treat a princess. <laughs> right. Vegemite Blend 17 will not I'm look out of that. place at all on Merrick right. Watts' desk. Oh, what do you mean? I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a jar in the car. You, you I know what you're gonna do on a Saturday. You're gonna go down to a little cafe, and that little cafe will uh-huh. be a hole in the wall, and you'll lean there talking to some guy with tattoos and a beard, and yeah. he'll say, "Do you want your Vegemite?" You say, "I brought mine," and he'll go, "Whoa, yeah. fancy!" I'm just gonna go, "Just butter, thank you," and then I'm just going to spread the blend seventeen, and everyone's gonna go, "What a wanker!" And I'm gonna turn around and go, "Yes." <laughs> Justin Hamilton. What are you doing? Justin Hamilton. I am wrapped to be here. Missed the train here, so he runs. A driver's license, he has none. Merrickfield. 104.9. Triple M. I have to be honest, every time I wake up, that's the first thing I hear in my head. Amazing. <laughs> Just making everybody feel special today. Just doing my best. Just start doing it for randoms, I reckon. <laughs> right. If you want one, I'll make you one. Well, I won't make you one. I'll get somebody in the office to make you one. <laughs> oh, Liam. <laughs> oh, mate. I can't do that. That's oh, uh, no, audio producer Maddie. Yeah, oh, yeah. Somebody, he's somebody with talent. Mm. Uh, speaking of uh, Ham, uh, Hamo, speaking of Liam, though. Mm. Uh, Liam's <laughs> speaking pre- of things you haven't prepared. Bingo. There we go. <laughs> yeah. 
this game. We're back. Good, good segue. <laughs> I didn't even prepare the segue. <laughs> yeah, Liam prepared the segue to the segment that I didn't even know what we're doing he, he, about. He's so good at not preparing that he even didn't prepare the thing that would prepare him to get out of that. Correct. Exactly. Okay. There was a story in the Daily Telegraph today, guys, that uh, the Australian Bureau of Statistics shows the average Australian is spending $80 a week on dining out, which is up by nearly a third uh, mm. from 2010. So we're basically spending heaps more money on getting people to make food for us. Right. Oh, it's Deliveroo, isn't which it? Which is the concern because now they're suggesting that we Aussies have forgotten how to cook. Yes. It's yeah. a dying art form. I will back that 100% with my lack of skills. I make two things and a bit, and, and only a couple of variations within those two things. Oh, really? What, yeah. are, what are those two things? Uh, I know how to uh, do a roast that is uh, chock full of vegetables, and it is delicious. Yeah. And I know how to make pasta, because I am, for my five foot seven frame, all man. You love your carbs, <laughs> don't you? I do. Your carb machine. That's yeah, good. I'm not sure I'm a machine, but I'm well, okay. chock full of the carbs. Okay. I am house of carbs. Okay. That's what's going on there. <laughs> That's a shame about that. What about for takeaway? What do you? What you? What you? If you're going to get takeout, what do you get? Oh yeah, there is a delicious uh, Thai place that has uh, quite a bit of vegan food. Mm-mm, that cops are beating from my uh, credit card, and sometimes <laughs> I'm lazy and can't even be bothered making pasta, so I order it. That's when I'm at my laziest. <laughs> so you just go pad Thai. <laughs> For me, please. Yeah. Oh, Justin, how would you? Yeah. Would you like an issue? Yes, you know yeah. how I like it. Yeah. Bring well, it to the door, push it underneath, and I'll slip the money underneath. Yeah. Don't ring the bell. Don't bring attention to yourself. Yeah. But do it but in a woman's voice. I know. But do it in a woman's voice, Glenn. You know how yeah. I like it. Yeah. Glenn does know, and I'm uh, I'm the only guy. They they've told me I'm the only customer who rings on FaceTime. <laughs> Well, embracing. Oh God, it's FaceTime. Oh no, it's just Hamilton. Don't answer it. Yeah, Glenn, FaceTime for you, Glenn. Yeah, embracing. My left eye gets a little bit wonky. <laughs> you know, I haven't even framed it properly. Embracing the fact that we uh, are oh, sorry, forgetting please. how to cook, yeah, and that we are eating out more and more. Yeah, uh, I thought we'd play another edition of this. So confused. What are you doing there with the music? Who's that? What's that? Is that not a regular Katy Perry song? What? What is it? What's it's your favourite Katy Perry song. What is this? Bon young Appetit. people's music. He does this all okay. the time. He does. He, I know. When we have a quiz, he plays <laughs> songs that he knows are not familiar to me to aggravate me because he knows I don't like them. Yeah. You know what I also like is that when he plays them through the Triple M desk. They, that's as long as they last before they burn up. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to. I'm going to read you. <laughs> Triple M, the the, pa- the panel here, the console yeah. rejects that song oh, like mate. a misplaced kidney. Yeah, all it does a, is it, from a donor in the Philippines. It, it, it just can, says no, no, reject, get, get it out. Like you, you can smell the, the the wafting bourbon in the air. I'm like, going to read you a menu, and right. you have to tell oh, me where the country, uh, oh, what country wow. we're reading. Oh, oh, oh goodness, <laughs> Liam. All right, sorry, we're aggressive. Come on. Wow, come on, man. That's on we're you. We're all friends. Okay, Justin Hamilton, so, country of origin, Hamo. country of origin. You've got to. Tell me. Uh, oh, okay. this game. Where? Right. Yeah, we. Play, oh, yeah. Sorry. All right. Glad you took a job. So tell me. us where the food's from. Yeah, why basically. Call, why don't you just call the quiz? Tell us where the food's from, mate. That's what it should be. Called. That's why Merrick gets the big bucks. Jesus. Sorry, I'll write it down for all you. the thinking around here. <laughs> all right, Hammer, you're up first. Hammer. <laughs> points. Your entree. Yep. Is deep fried pig fat oh, dipped dear. in maple syrup. Oh God. Your main is a roasted moose heart with stuffing. Oh and come your on. Drink. Is a dehydrated human toe preserved in salt and used to garnish a cocktail of your choosing, known as a sour toe cocktail. Where are we eating, Ma- Hammer? Uh, I reckon Canada. No. Correct. No. no. Yeah. Eating in Canada. No. Well yeah. Done. No. Because that's how they say no. Yeah. Oh. Imagine, imagine how politely that would be served. Oh, very polite. politely. What's with the human toe? Why can't you have a human toe in a drink? Oh, sorry. Oh. I found, I discovered. <laughs> I don't no, know if it was a camel toe in a drink, I can understand, <laughs> but. <laughs> No, I discovered I discovered these, there's a bar in Canada that serves a thing called the sour sour toe cocktail, which yeah. they actually put a dehydrated human yeah. toe. What about what about another drink? It's got a moose knuckle. In okay, it. <laughs> All right. Is that Merrick. a moose knuckle in your pocket, or are you happy to see me? No, it's a moose knuckle. It's a moose knuckle. You've got three pockets. <laughs> Mary, you're up next. Okay, good. Here you go. Hammer's on one. All right. What Merrick, are we playing again? What? Where's the food from? Right. Your entree is nutty-flavoured white lava. G'day. 
battered sausage on a stick is your main course, and oh. your dessert is buttered white bread with sprinkles on top. Where are we eating? Sounds like Liam's flirting. <laughs> <laughs> what was the first one? An entree of nutty flavoured white larvae. Larvae? Mm. All right. What are you eating? And the second one was... was battered sausage on a stick. Jeez, I wish you'd listen the and first time. And the third time. one was... Buttered white bread, bread with sprinkles on it. With sprinkles? Where are you eating? <laughs> oh, America. Oh. You're eating in Australia, mate. Oh. Where's the white larva? It's widgety grubs. What? <laughs> okay. He's furious. That was terrible, Mary. All right, Hamo, you're up. One nil. Next one. No one eats widgety grubs. You're, <laughs> you're on track. They're, 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 they're blend 27 of the Vegemite. Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. Your, your entree oh, yeah. is fried tarantula served with lime and black pepper dip. Well, well that's that's ruined the night already. Yeah. Your Ooh, main... I like eating a hairy spider. Oh, here main... we go. Put your moose knuckle back. <laughs> your main is a fertilised duck embryo boiled alive and consumed in the shell. Ooh. That's how I ordered it. <laughs> and it's all this is accompanied with a glass of wine that has ground tiger penis in it. Where are we eating, Justin Hamilton? Ooh, ground tiger penis. Um, Cameroon. Oh, I'll tell you what, you went close with the name. But it's actually Cambodia. Oh. Mm. And yeah. that music is not from Cambodia, which is racist. Or is it? It is. Is it? Yeah. Man, Cambodian food's good. It gets kooky, clearly, but the music's it's good, not great, good stuff. Though, I don't know about that tarantula stuff. Yeah, to Canley Vale, get some wicked, wicked Cambodian food there. Yeah, right. right. Merrick, chance to level. All right. Where's the food from? Your entree is sliced octopus that is still squirming, having been served live. Japan. You're, are you sure you want to go with that, or do you want to hear the rest of it? Because I can tell you Japan's wrong. No, no. I don't want to go with that. <laughs> what, okay. no, well, wait a minute. Your Why didn't I get that opportunity? <laughs> no, your main <laughs> is... I've seen Japan. They do serve it like that. Anyway. Your main is bosatang, which is a meaty stew. The taste and texture is like goat, except it's dog's meat. And oh. your accompanying glass of wine uh, is filled with baby mice. Where are we eating, Merrick Watts? I'm going to say the cat cafe. <laughs> Cabramatta. <laughs> I need a country. Okay. Uh, Australia. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm going to say Greece. Open Gangnam Style. Korea. Oh, Korea. What is, um, oh, yeah. you know, uh, I was close to Japan. You know, the, the little glass with the mice in it. Mm. Like, like, how. How does that come served? Like, are they just like heads in, tails up, or like what's happening yeah, there? That's weird. No, the little, that's weird. The little um mice bodies, embryos, the baby mice, embryos, oh. embryos oh. huh? in your your glass of wine. Oh. In your glass of wine. Yeah. I don't know. What's going? No wonder they got so many troubles around that area. Like, I mean, seriously, if you're having, I have a glass of wine. Would you like mice in that? No, 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 thank you. No. Oh, would you like a war with North Korea? Uh. No, thank you. Yeah, I had one of them once, and I didn't recover for three weeks. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, North Korea didn't recover full stop, did they? All right. That was a, all right. Oh, Liam's waving well, at I me. Know. <laughs> that <laughs> was just the <laughs> worst. Let's peel back the, the curtain here. Okay. Liam just waved at Hamo as if to say, well, I'm, stop I'm talking to him. It only encourages him. We've got to go into something else after five o'clock. Not Hamo's problem, nor mine. Hamo, I apologise. Oh, I'll Hamo. make you thank feel you. better. Yes. Justin Hamilton. It does make me what feel better. Hey, Hamo. Justin oh. Hamilton. I am wrapped to be here. <laughs> In five minutes, yeah. I'm going to speak to a woman who caught a shark with her bare hands yeah. and threw it back in the ocean. Oh, yeah. She's hey. on the news. Hey. Her name's Melissa. We're going to speak to her. And also, uh, next Monday, if people want to see you live, you're appearing oh. at uh, Giant Dwarf at 8 o'clock oh, yeah. as part of the Popular Experiment, hosted by Rove McManus. It's a show about entertainment spread across many different platforms, so we're going to shine a light on some things that we think you might like, and you get to see Merrick live. Now, I don't know what, I don't know what I'm expected to do. Just roll up. Just turn up, mate. Do I have to be sober? Look, it's your night. Sounds like it's about the same with this show, Miss. <laughs> Good times. Get along. Giant Dwarf Monday. Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Mark Boris. Every single day in Australia, people are busting their guts and starting and running their own businesses. It's a big deal. 60% of Australians are hired by small to medium-sized business owners. These guys are doing their bit, buying stock, hiring people and paying their taxes. 
So what is it like to start your own business? How do you go from just running a business on the side after work to owning something much bigger? How do you make it your future? Join me on The Mentor, a weekly show on Podcast One where I speak to Aussie business owners who are working through just that. I find out what makes them tick. I help them work out their next steps for their growth and for their future. The Mentor with Mark Burris. Listen now at podcastone.com.au or download the Podcast One app. We're just on standby waiting to connect to Melissa Hathie, who is the mum who caught a shark. She's the Cronulla real estate agent, caught a shark. Such a such a Cronulla thing to do uh, at the Oak Park Rock Pool and then threw it back in the ocean. Obviously, she's very busy right now trying to talk up a study as if it was a bedroom classic. Oh, she's on the line. There. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if you haven't seen the video already, you can head to Merrickville FM on our Instagram account. We've got the full video up there of uh, Michelle, mm-hmm. Melissa, mm-hmm. beg your pardon, doing her thing. And she joins us on the line now, Miss. Melissa, welcome to the hey. show. Hey, you guys. How are you doing? Good, good. First of all, congratulations on catching the shark in the pool and then chucking it back in the drink. I know, but you know what? It was just really funny. It just happened really quickly. I was just, you know, trying to look after the poor little shark and make sure mum could go back in the rock pool. Yeah. So, yeah so you're swimming in the rock pool and then did you kind of see it at your feet? Did you crap yourself a little bit when you saw that there was a shark in the pool? No, no, no. So mum was in there with all her little friends, all the jelly beans with their little... um you know, coloured caps on, mm. and they saw a fin and, and all came running out and she rang me and said, Mel, there's a shark in the pool. I was like, all right, Mum, I'll come and have a look. So I just came down and went, oh, that's just a little Port Jackson. That won't hurt your mum. I'll just check him out. And But he was getting stressed. He was bumping his head against the rocks, and I thought, you know what, we've got to do something about it. Mm. Bumping so his head just... against the rocks, is that something to do with Sydney real estate prices, Melissa? <laughs> <laughs> He wanted a new home. Mm, he was mm. like ready to upgrade. Yeah, he's, no, he's depressed no. as it was. He'd eaten a few avocados, probably too many avocados, found himself hitting his head against the seawall, and then along comes a real estate agent, and he's just gone, <laughs> kill me and turn me into fish and chips. I know. Poor little guy. How funny is that? But you know what? Like It was, it was one of those moments. Actually, we've been riding to Survivor this week, my husband and kids. We love it, and I want to get on there. And I was thinking, the thought crossed my mind, if I could pull this off, I might be able to get a gig on Survivor. Okay, well, it's out there, Melissa. If you want to get on Survivor, you are, well, you're halfway there. I mean, obviously, all you need to do to be on Survivor was rather than release it, just kill it and eat it, and you would have been fine. Uh, oh, no, well, you know what? Lockie didn't catch much, did he? Some tiny little fish. I think I would have outdone Lockie, that's for sure. Well, <laughs> Melissa, what, you're now on the internet, so you're an internet sensation. You're probably going to be global in a matter of hours, and you won't want to speak to me ever again uh, unless you want to sell me some real estate, which I won't be buying <laughs> yeah. in Cronulla. Anyway, the point is you are now a phenomenon on, on the internet, and uh, let's be honest, the the vision that we've certainly got on, online there, you're cutting a good figure in what can only be described as a Baywatch One Piece. Oh, no. Yeah. Stop it. It's no. embarrassing. No, no it's God, not. I would have been on a diet. Give oh. me those shake diets if I would have known that was going to go global. No. But it's all good. You know what? I'm 50 and it's all good. No, it's all <laughs> you good. Can't, you can't be looking like a Barbie doll no. at 50. I just didn't. <laughs> I, I thought that naturally cats didn't like water, but clearly some cougars love it. Oh, man. Can you? <laughs> Oh, real. <laughs> Careful. Careful. Melissa, Another shark. What, what, Do you guys want me to leave? Is... No, no. no we, we need you there for legal reasons. Uh, Melissa, what about your kids? Your kids have seen the, the footage of you capturing this shark and chucking it back in the ocean. What have they said? Oh, Shannon was filming it. She's my beautiful 19-year-old. You should see her. She looks like a model. Okay, let's not try and sell your daughter to me over here. (laughs) Sounds sounds a bit creepy now. I mean, look, I know you're a real estate agent in Sydney, so therefore you're prepared to sell anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anytime you want to come look up, she's got a really good VIP open tomorrow afternoon in Blaming Avenue in Lilypilly, actually. Okay. Come and have a look. You can have a Corona. Again, okay, just a second. You're talking about a house, not your daughter, aren't you? I'm talking about a house now. Okay. (laughs) Thank God. But look, you know what? Like, I'll just—I'll be a tiny bit serious for one little second. Yeah. It's my beautiful dad's anniversary coming up for one year since we lost him, and mum and dad would swim every single day together in that rock pool. And the thought crossed my mind this morning: you know what? What would dad do? He just. Get rid of the shark, look after mum, make sure she can get back in the pool with her friends. So that's, you know, that's really what was on my mind. Melissa, yeah. that's a lovely, it's a lovely point. It truly is. But have you just thought just for a second that perhaps that your deceased father has yeah. inhabited that animal as a spirit animal and he came <laughs> to say hello to you and you chucked him back in the ocean. He'd made an enormous effort to get there. <laughs> 
something happened and I'd be just heading on up to be with my dad. Hopefully I've been good as he was. But, you know, like, no, I don't think, no, I don't think you come around again. I think you only get one shot at it. That's why you've got to live for today. Yeah. Well, if I came back, I'd be an octopus because I'm all hands. I'm not going to lie. Oh, okay. Ooh, ooh, okay. <laughs> don't worry. I know how to handle octopuses. <laughs> oh, octopi, actually. <laughs> Melissa, the look on Mary's face right now says he's a little bit excited, a little bit nervous. It's nervous now. (laughs) Melissa, how do I pronounce your last name? Just so we can get you on Survivor. Yeah, what was that? How do we pronounce your last name so that we can try and get you on Survivor? Oh, Hathia. Well, uh, Melissa Hathia, it has been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. Well done on catching a shark, not being bitten, chucking it back into the ocean, wearing a Baywatch one piece and pulling it off nicely and then being a contestant on Survivor. And one more thing, one more thing. When's Uncle Doug coming back on the radio? I miss Doug Mulray. Oh, my God. As soon as he runs out of all of those, as soon as he runs out of all of those millions and millions of dollars that he fleeced from Triple M back in the eighties, and that is no time soon. I'll tell you that right. With his partner with the lettuce leaf, oh, he was great. Miss Uncle Doug, he's a great bloke. I saw him last year, Melissa. He came in here and uh, had a bit of a a tour around the old studios here, or the new studios for him. And he's a terrific bloke. And I asked him, I said, uh, "Daggy, would you ever, you know, come back to radio?" And he just looked at me as if to say, "Do you have any idea?" How rich I am. Is it any surprise that the woman who jumped into a pool, picked up a shark and threw it back into the ocean is a Triple M listener? Is, is that a Doug a, fan? Is, is, is no, that any surprise? No. And what about your um theme? Let's play the rock theme. Where's that? Let's get the old Triple M rock theme happening more okay, often. Now I'm starting to think you've had a couple of drinks. Um. <laughs> well, I am. I'm at the pub. I'm just about to go into Channel 10. <laughs> oh, I, good on you. Well done. Obviously, a big day at Northies and uh, now off to go and do some press. That's never <laughs> gone wrong for anyone. Melissa... <laughs> Melissa Hathaway, congratulations. Well done. And hope to speak to you again soon when you next catch some sort of aquatic animal. Yeah. Oh, good. I'll be the first to call you. Oh, I know you oh. will. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I think she's going to find me on Facebook. But so one, two, three, five, three, Mez. <laughs> yes. I oh, wonder yeah. if anyone can top Melissa. I thought we'd run out of time because we've spent so long. We did have a decent old chat with Melissa. flirting with me. One, triple, three, five, three. Let's talk about tough mothers. Have you got a tough mother? Are you a tough mother? This is a mum, a real estate agent, a mum, caught a shark, chucked it back in the ocean single-handedly. In fact, looked like she gave it the Heimlich manoeuvre. In fact, it looked like she was trying to dance with it. That's not the point. One triple three five three. If you do have a tough mother story, give us a call. Taking calls about tough mothers on one triple three five three because Cronulla real estate agent, mother, shark catcher, Melissa Hathia. Uh, I just spoke to her on the phone there. She was ridiculously flirting with me. Liam was... It was it was it was a little bit embarrassing how keen you were on her. If you want to, it's it's not about what Melissa looks like, but if you do want to check out the video of her throwing a shark out of the rock pool down in Cronulla, you can check it out on our Instagram page, Maryville FM. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. And if you want to uh, hear Merrick's disgraceful flirting with Melissa, you no. can go back and check out the podcast no, of today's I'm, show. No, I'm great with the ladies. Let's not lie. Uh, I'm oh, it was I'm, effective I'm, flirting. I'm, she sounded yeah, keen. Exactly. She she looks at me like a young man. I'm 44. I'm 44. I haven't, <laughs> felt, I haven't felt young for a very long time, mate. Is your mum tough, Matt? Uh Yeah, tough. My, my old lady, she is. She's a tough. She's yeah. she's the daughter of, uh, of a Broken Hill miner. Yeah, I'd say she's pretty tough. Unless we're tough. taking your calls about, my mum doesn't go around catching sharks. She, unless, of course, she thinks they're holding a packet of cigarettes. Then she'll catch one. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll smoke. <laughs> Hello, Chris and Sinclair. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, guys. How are you? Yeah, very good, mate. All right. You've got a, a tough old chook, have you? Yeah, yeah, she's uh, 60 and she's a black belt in karate. Oh, dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> so when did she get a black belt? How old was she? Um, She would have been, I'd say she's in her 50s. She's had it for a while now. She teaches and stuff now. So, but yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. What what inspired your mum to go off and get a black belt? Um, well, I started when I was a kid and I kind of got bored of it and she got into it and now she's a black belt and I'm I'm not. And you're not, <laughs> and, and your mum can kick your ass. That's a bit of a worry. Has she got, it is, isn't a, it? Has she got a, a, a hidden pair of nunchucks around the house? Not that I'm aware of, but she'll yeah. probably whack me over the head with them when I'm not ready, I reckon. Yeah, that's great. Well, sometimes the older ladies have just uh, a pair of nunchucks that only has one hand. Well, let's not go into it. Oh, but... Merrick. <laughs> that is Chris's mother. I'm just who saying. Who has a black belt. I'm just, so have I, mate. They're growing trees. Yeah, you've got a black mask. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Getting confused. Heath in Prospect. Hello, Heath. How are you, Mez? Good, mate. Tough mothers. You've got one? Yes. Uh, quite a few years ago, mum and I were living uh, by ourselves when um, 
we resided next door to a, uh, a particular motorcycle clubhouse. I won't mention their names. No, don't. <laughs> Do not. We don't, we don't want any recourse. Mm. Uh, and when they used to play loud music, she used to have a tendency to go out the front and get the beautiful white pebbles and throw them on their roof. <laughs> she chucked rocks at the Comancheros? Is she insane? No, no. The com- no. One of the Comancheros' enemies, the original enemies. Oh, oh, okay. wow. And she was yeah, chucking. Seven, yeah, because. Rocks. Yeah. <laughs> but not, not, only, not only that, Mez, when they used to go away for their ride, she used to turn their power off. Oh, my God. What is. What did she think? Oh, she, had de- she had a death wish, but her attitude was, they're not going to bash a granny, are they? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. argument, let's say no. no. But once, <laughs> well, all the, once all of their um, tea plants died in the roof cavity, I reckon maybe they might get a little upset. But she also used to play opera, Edith Piaf and uh, the three tenors to them at 7 o'clock on a Sunday morning when they came home. Oh, she's a hard nut. Yeah. Seriously. She loved, she lo- they loved her. They reckon she had brass balls. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> And Heath the whole time is just going, just don't push it too far, Mum. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I used to walk across the road the other side and pretend I didn't live there, but they knew I lived there. No. Oh. <laughs> You're on a watch list. And they still know where yeah, you live, thank Heath. Thank you, Heath. Uh, let's get to David Manley. Mate, you got a tough mutter? Certainly do, mate. I uh, lost her two years ago, sadly, but uh, she was a legend. Right, okay. What made her tough? Mate, how rock and roll is this? I used to play in a heavy metal band in the 80s. And we used to keep all our gear, including the single three-way PA under our house. And, mate, 2 o'clock in the morning, their mum would be with all the other roadies helping unload the gear under the house. And then she'd bring them all up and she'd feed us all. I was going to say, I bet she made your meal to make sure that you had something in your bellies. Absolutely, mate. She was a legend. Fantastic Uh, stuff. That is great. A little bit uh, rough on you, Dave, getting your mum to... Carry around a Marshall stack. That's unfair. Mate, try stopping her. Try stopping her. She loved it. Yeah. She must have been a rock star in a previous life or something. Mate, that's a great story, Dave. Thank you for sharing that. Thanks for taking the time out. Maybe she knew about the uh, fringe benefits of being a roadie for a rock band. (laughs) Don't think of me. Her son's in the band, mate. (laughs) Don't try and give me the high moral ground here, sport. When you drop that claim, Darren and Collison, hello, mate. Hey, Milfans, how are you doing, mate? <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Well played. I'll accept that. All right, you got a, t- you got a tough mutter? Well, I got a cr- tough grandmother, mate. Yep. Um, me, um, my stupid grandfather had a bloody dumb donkey as a horse, and um, she used to feed it. And then uh, one day the horse decided to take a chunk out of her arm with, with its mouth, and Instead of uh, going to the hospital or the doctors or whatever, she just got the the, the nick that you put on horses when they cut themselves, and she put that on her arm and walked around like that for three days until it decided to get really bad infected, and oh, then she decided to go to the hospital. So she was using like some sort of equine um, healing balm on her arm yeah. as opposed to doing the right thing and getting that donkey bite attended to. Exactly, mate, yeah. Okay, and yeah. did she end up in hospital or anything like that as a result of the donkey bite? Oh yeah, three years later, uh, three days later. Sorry, um, it got really blue and infected. So that's when she decided to go to. If it wasn't for the neighbour, mate, she'd still be walking she's... around the house with that stuff on. If it wasn't for the neighbour, it'd have gone necrotic, and she'd have it lopped off. And then <laughs> she'd have a hook. And then she'd have a hook claw, <laughs> and she'd be, really be the tough. best grandmother in the world. <laughs> I've got a great segment that I do from time to time. You live in this city, but do you know what lies beneath? This is an incomplete history of Australia's first colony. This is Sydney Uncovered. Mm. Okay, Sydney Uncovered, where I go and find uh, a little piece of uh, Sydney history mm-hmm. and I delve a little bit deeper, but not that deep, pretty shallow actually, yep. just on the surface mainly, and then I kind of expose it and teach you a little bit about history and point out the inequities of somebody you else. You jump in the kiddies pool of history. Exactly. Sydney. Exactly. And I've, today I've picked one which is a little bit close to my heart because anybody who listens to the show knows that I'm in a constant battle uh, with Lord Clover Mayor, Clover Moore over the Mayor. Oh, Lord wow. Lord Mayor Starting. Clover Moore. <laughs> 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 the Sydney Councillor. 
over the roadworks that are currently yes. be- being conducted in this fair city because they are archaic, mm. they're old, and who the hell is going, oh, let's look back to technology that's almost 200 years old mm. and then fashion that down, the one arterial, into a city that already has more one-way roads than anywhere else in the world. I caught the train back from Homebush last night. I went to the Socceroos yes, game, got yes. off at Central, mm. uh, had to go and pick up my brother's car, which was at Piermont. Thought, oh, I'll, I'll jump. I'll jump on the light rail. I'll give it a crack. Try getting into a cab. I stood on the light rail, yep. standing at Central Station. Four. Light rail turned up. Four minutes later, drove off without picking anybody up. There was about thirty of us standing on the platform, going, "What just happened? What happened there?" It just drove off. Yep. Looking forward to more of that going down George yep. Street. That's going to win. Anyway, so I've picked it. And here's the thing: Sydney, of course, used to have trams. Mm. It's not. It's not a new thing to have a light rail or a tram system in the city. In fact, it dates right back to the mid-19th century. And I have exposed it for your delight. Sydney and Australia's first tram was a horse-drawn carriage down Pitt Street, running from the railway station to Circular Quay in 1861. From the beginning, the design was problematic. You see, the desire to haul freight wagons along the line to supply city businesses resulted in a track which protruded above the road surface like a stiffy and tight undies. The tramway rails destroyed opposing carriage wheels when they tried to cross it. Not at all like a stiffy and tight undies. Hard campaigning <laughs> led to the closure of the line just five years later. And as for the horses? Oh, you're not quite. Shh. Sleep now, Sparkles, you sweet unicorn. It was not until 1879 that a steam tramway was established. It was a great success, and the steam system spread rapidly, like a stiffy in tight undies. Electrification came to Sydney Lines in 1898, and most of the system was converted by 1910, although the Parramatta steam system remained until 1943, in what is now classically known in Sydney government as the you Western Sydney Manoeuvre. When the Sydney Harbour Bridge opened, the North Shore tram lines were brought over the bridge to the city centre. However, they terminated in the underground Wynyard Railway Station and did not interconnect with the city lines at all. So, just like Sydney roads, there's a history of shit not connecting up logically. The last Pitt Street tram ran in 1957 on a Saturday night at 1am. Wow. Licensing laws in 1957 were more progressive than now. Nice one, Clover. Within minutes of the tram's run, the overhead wires were pulled down and the tracks were paved over to ensure there would be no return of the trams, even if the replacement buses should prove inadequate. The replacement buses were inadequate, making a loss from the start. And within just a few years, the city council started to regret the loss of the trams. But it was too late. Or... Was it? Now in 2017, we're bringing back antiquated transport technology to service a city that in 10 years will have flying drone cars. So why not bring back Sparkles the horse as well? Nah, some things are best left buried, like a stiffy in tight undies. Uh, this is your show, Sydney. Always feel welcome to call in at any stage about anything. One triple three five three is the number here, and we actually had so many calls earlier. Just at the start of the hour, there we're talking about tough mothers. Uh, we got about a heap of calls, but we had some people who we couldn't get to. But now we can for some mm. reason. Now it's possible. It wasn't possible earlier. I don't know. Blame the producers. <laughs> this is off the back of Melissa, the Cronulla real estate sh- slash mother slash shark wrangler. Yeah, who um, picked up a caught a, caught a shark yeah. in the pool, chucked it in the ocean. Yeah. Didn't realise it was a spirit animal. Got to be honest, if I'd been down there, I definitely would have been out of the pool. Do you, know what, you know what I would have been? I would have been such a wanker. I would have, seriously, for stars, got one of its teeth out and turned it into a necklace. There's no way known I wouldn't be wearing one of its teeth as a necklace right now and I'd change my name to Troy. And yeah. it would all make so much sense. I'd, I'd start wearing more fluorescent clothes yep. and I would just be a Troy. I'd probably get tips yeah. in my hair. You'd be cutting the sleeves off everything I'd you I'd have own. no sleeves. Yep. Why would I have sleeves? I'd get a pair of denim jeans and cut them off into shorts and I would wear a white belt with those denim shorts, a fluorescent 
top tank, a t- tank yeah. top, and I'd get tips on my hair and probably an earring or an eye piercing, and I'd change my name to Troy. But we're not discussing what Troys are like. We are talking about tough mothers. Absolutely. And we've got Roger from Narrabeen on the line. Hello, mate. Hello, uh, Merrick and uh, your heathen cohorts. Yes, you can call him Liam. Roger forgot my Just name. Call, Roger, call him Liam or call him <laughs> Troy. Who cares? Who cares? It's not about him. It's about me. No, it's actually about you. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) This is the people's show, but it's all about me. Technically, it's about your mother. You got a tough mother? Mate, uh, several years ago now, about 1991, my mother was leaving uh, work. She um, used to close a video shop, and she walked out to the car park, which is at the back of there, where a young gentleman walked up with a sawn-off shotgun, put it to her throat, and said, give me your bag. Now, in the bag, he thought was the takings from the night, which he was incorrect. But it did have my sister's, um, the money that my mother had saved for my sister's wedding. So while the the shotgun was in her throat, he's trying to drag the bag, and she's screaming out, no, trying to drag the bag back. And And the story, he he got the bag, threw her car keys across the the park somewhere, and absconded. Your mum got held up with a shoddy and yeah. she decided she'd find him off because shoddies are such a uh, uh, unintimidating weapon. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Holy Bloody Jesus. If she'd, if she'd snatched it off and blown away his kneecap, I would be saying <laughs> all time, all time. But seriously, that's pretty good anyway. So what happened to the money? Was it covered by insurance? Because what she should have done is gone back inside and robbed the shop and said that he's taken the takings. No, I should have been doing that anyway. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's how she got the money. Dodgy and a tough mother. That's how she got the money. Thank you. Um, Jason in Kushula. Hello, mate. Hello. Hang on. What's what's going on? Yeah, you got to press the button. I'm not responsible. Hello, mate. How are you going? Oh, I'm good, Merrick. Yourself? Yeah, very good. Tough mother? Mate, uh, she's actually not my biological mother. She's like a second mother to me. Yeah, that'll do. And um, she was going out with a bikey, and uh, he decided to play around on her. Mm. So she set his bike on fire. Oh, Jesus. Why Why did t- Have You Got a Tough Mother turn into When Is Your Mum Taking On Bikies? Yeah. So, okay, has anybody got a mother who's not involved with sawn off shotguns in any capacity at all? Is anybody just like, tough mother? Oh, yeah, one time the dog had an anal gland that needed milking and mum did it. So that's what mums do. Um, and how did that uh, relationship pan out, Jason? Don't ask that. There's a question. Well, she got uh, third degree burns on her legs, but um, the... A couple of the other guys come around and knocked on her door and asked her why, and she told them, and they went, oh, well, that's fair enough then, and left her alone. See, that's why my radio instincts, Liam, are more honed than yours. I went, you know what? Let's just end that story there. Jason, thanks very much. Third degree burns. What a great way to end the show, Jace. Not you, Liam. Uh, tomorrow... <laughs> On the show, Lawrence Mooney's back. Oh, I think I'd prefer that. He'll be in the studio, and Loz and I have had a discussion uh, via text message about just how loose it's going to be tomorrow, and we said, let's go for a new level. Oh, good. (laughs) That was the Merrickville Catch-Up Podcast. Make sure you never miss a thing. Download the Merrickville Catch-Up from the Triple M app.